listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Listen to that soundtrack coming in. Hey, this is epic. We're in the big studio. This is. This is our first time in the big studio here at AfterBuzz TV. Bing is for doing it. We're here rocking out another NBC's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. Say what? Oh, yeah. We're rocking it out. We have a few special guests that we'll introduce to you in one moment. But if you do want to call in tonight, the number is 424-256-1729. I can't even read that. (laughs) (laughs) He can't even read good. The glasses are coming on, folks, and that means I'm going to introduce myself. I am your host for the evening, Stephen Lemieux, joined here by... James Wallington. A.K.A. your twin. A.K.A. you guys are totally twinsies tonight. Yeah, we're, we're having a poll in the comments. Uh, who wore it better? Me. I'm James Wallington. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> James Wallington. Tweet us to let us know. And across the table, we have the lovely. Both are lovely, so I can't really say that. So what's the plural? We have Ashley. Woo! Hey, guys. It's Ashley Michelle at The AM Broadcast on Twitter and Instagram. What's up? As well as you may know her from this show that we're covering... She really? went home last week, sadly, but they always send home the people we like, which is also a clue to who our guest is tonight, Candon. Hey, guys, it's Candon Bliss. You guys can tweet me at Candon Bliss, and let me know what you think about the show now that I'm gone. <laughs> and a familiar face we might have on the guest couch this evening. Yes, a familiar face or two. I missed her last week, and I didn't get my mom and dad a hug until this week, but we have the illustrious Mama Donna. She's back. Yay! And of course, an evening would not be complete without the people who didn't deserve to go home tonight. Uh. Robin, right next to her, rocking it out right now. Okay. Wonder, Wonder AKA Woman. Wonder Woman. AKA. That's and right. I believe we might get a call in from. We might get a call too. from captain. the captain. Uh, I gotta get that number again. 424 256 1729. And let's That's just. 424 256. Sorry, I'm just. 29. I'm doing the intro. Oh my God. I don't know how long I can keep that. this energy up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love it. This is a great episode. It was. I liked it much more than the episode two weeks ago, and the episode last week was kind of terrible because I went home. Sad because you guys went home, and even then, like there hasn't been that kind of moral thing, like the duck eggs. That's terrible, right? Are they called balut? Uh, Balut is when you treat it a certain way, I think. Right? Oh, because I know it's been on other reality shows. And I, the moment I saw him handing those eggs, I was like, okay, I know it's going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm Go glad rough. somebody did because we didn't. We did. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of it a was sad a really, note. It was an intense episode. It was. They some of the. It, I like to say this: like some of the obstacles they do when you're watching as a viewer, they look so easy. 
But at the same time, if you ever go to the gym and you do like a full workout and then try to do a push up, <laughs> it's the easiest thing in the world, but it's like super hard after that. And these people have been going for weeks. So. And hours on each obstacle. So it's very difficult for the audience to even gauge what everyone's really going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your muscles have a limit. And mm-hmm. Bear is pushing you guys past the limit, especially with this. This is a rope, a big ass rope across a big ass cavern. <laughs> And you got and no you gotta feeling, put your big no ass f- on that rope. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and haul across it. These are real, by the way. <laughs> I meant everyone's big. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, just cut me off now. Or in case you're lucky, you just gotta like hang there and give up. Or the guys. I feel so bad for the guys. I don't I even want to go there. I was just watching that. I was like, ooh, I yeah. feel like my manhood would go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just that, too. The weather. Like, you said your your hands were totally numb. You couldn't even feel them. How are you supposed to pull yourself across the rope? It was cold. And when you have numb hands, like, you literally cannot do anything. Yeah. It's miserable. Well, I know that for one thing, Mama Donna and I woke up the next morning in New Zealand saying, thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> because it was raining, and we felt so bad for everybody out there. Not only wet, but cold. And we, we, you know, we knew what it was like to be grossly wet, but not quite to that extreme. Mm-hmm. And to be cold on top of that... Just, I can see everybody's just emotions and like, I'm done coming out, you know? I will say though, I have not seen anyone as cold as Chris was in the first episode. Mm-mm. True. This is true. Nobody has gotten to that point. And I think the reason Bear had to step in and tell everyone to huddle up and get under that tarp is because he knew that another hour, another two hours being in that. Once the sun goes down, it's all bets are off and yeah. everyone's going to get to that point. Yeah, let's talk about that. Robin, did you think that it could, that somebody should have thought of that a long time before Bear had to bring it up? You know, it would have been nice. Um, I think I said it on the show tonight that at the point where I was going across, the obstacle team had just gotten across and just Wilson. So I was the fourth person. I was not thinking about warming up the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about going across, but I knew I wasn't ready, that my hands were cold. I couldn't feel a thing. So it was a great idea for the rest of everybody behind me but for me I was going across cold and numb mm-hmm. so it was a great idea I, you know but Bear knows what he's doing yeah. you know what I'm saying like we're average people you know trying to be in this experience and he, we need that guidance to say look get it together yeah. did you feel that everyone was good on that obstacle in particular to like help motivate you because it seems like this was the one that everybody was really like inspiring each other and they pulled together yeah. it was an amazing time you know watching each person go across and rooting for every single person because this was the one obstacle where nobody had to help anybody mm-hmm. it was just about what you put into it and what you get and what you gave so it was great like i loved yelling for for both chris to go across and then louie and i gotta be honest hearing louie who i think is one of the strongest girls in this thing grunt like she mm-hmm. did i was like whoa mm-hmm. this thing must hurt and, and it's got Ryan. an echo over that canyon a little bit, Whoa. too. Whoa. It was, it, yeah. I mean, and there were some grunts coming from some big old grown men out there, too. So. Rambo, Mr. Ryan, was yeah. having a tough time. And it was had, tough. Yeah. But it was it was very inspirational to, to have everybody rooting. But there were still some comments later that I saw, so. Well, did, did, did anybody in particular, like, did you see any relationships? Uh, I don't know, something interesting when they were trying to motivate each other. Like, were certain people not motivating other people? Or were some people motivating others more than everybody else? Or was it just like the team was really in it together to get everybody across? I really can't say that anybody held back from motivating. Those first three or four people that went across, 
everybody was yelling. By the time I got across, I really couldn't tell what was happening on the other side of the gorge. Mm-hmm. But I know that even for me, watching people on the other side and not being able to hear them, I was still yelling, oh, so-and-so is getting across or so-and-so is not doing it. Whatever it was, you still felt it. I mean, you got to think for us on the other side, for all the other people, we still sat and stood in the rain. There were no tarps on the other yeah, side. So that's true. Yeah. What did you, what did everyone think when Lucky was like, I'm just going to ride across? You know, by the time Lucky did make that choice, everybody was already across. So it was it was kind of like, it's time to go. Um, I didn't recognize that he did that. Like, he didn't even try until elimination. At that mm. point, I didn't. I was like, oh. I didn't realize Lucky didn't do it. I mean, he had been pulling the entire time, which was a choice, um, you know, to have Lucky do that much physical activity in the rain at his age. But he did a fabulous job. But he made the choice to not try. And I think Bear made an example of what not trying does. I think that's what frustrated me the most, (sighs) though, because everyone did it and no one had an excuse. And that was the obstacle that he had laid out in front of you. And he just was like, whatever, you guys can pull me across. And that would just annoy me for everyone that actually did it. And people that were scared or, you know, had some sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, mental obstacle that, you know, couldn't, you know, allow them to do it. But I was just surprised that he just kind of fell off and was like, all right, I'm go ahead. I'm always one to jump on the Lucky Louie hate train, <laughs> but I want to play. I want to play devil's advocate here for a second because I kind of thought about it a little bit. And going from where you were and how we had four or five people left after you, bef- like because you went without huddling up under that tarp at all, right? And Lucky, when you did huddle up under the tarp, Lucky was one of the guys holding his hands up doing that. That's also not going to keep your hands warm. That's going to actually make them a lot more cold. So thinking about it rationally in a way, too, and depending on how long the person before Lucky took, he was out there alone, and he was not... I got to say, maybe he just couldn't have done it. Because your hands were numb at that point. I can't imagine what his were like after waiting another three hours for everyone else to get across. Well, sometimes survival has to do with more than just what you're putting out you have to make some critical decisions Mm -hmm. and you were given an option to do it or not to do it and based on the effort he'd already put in so he could be efficient later yeah i think it was critical and i think it was smart and he would get out alive based on a a good decision made maybe not for the whole team at that moment but in the long well, run. Well, and everybody else had had Jeff holding them up for the first mm. couple of feet right. to get them stable. Person. Lucky didn't have that. He was there by himself. So maybe he would have just really struggled and exerted a lot of energy trying to just get on the rope, much less try to get across it. Yeah. I think that Bear would have given him the respect had mm-hmm. he just tried it. Mm-hmm. Straddled that line. Even if you straddle, pull, fall get pulled over yeah. it just seemed like bear was more perturbed about the the effort of not trying yeah. mm-hmm. but again too at the at that time when i was looking at it i don't know why lucky was pulling he's the older person on the team we had three other people who were in their 20s who were much stronger so i'm not really sure how that choice was made but do you think he maybe did that a strategy like knowing well if i do this and i'm putting in this effort and helping in this way then i won't have to do it you know i don't think so i think he really wanted to do it but I do think it probably would have been a better strategy for the obstacle team to have one of the because realistically for what was happening on the other side with the two younger team members, somebody on that other side should have been pulling. It also seems like there's kind of a theme here in this in this series is when one person on a team is doing really well, 
it just seems like the other person sits back and is just like, they're doing great. <laughs> Instead of like trying to help them, especially we see this with the food challenge where they're doing the eels. Um, I'm blanking on the name right now. Kylan Royce and Madeline and Ryan. Ryan. Ryan's doing a great job. Yeah. He's Soldier. getting these eel. Madeline's just kind of sitting back. He's doing a great job. Yeah. It, she was a great cheerleader. Well, you know, here, <laughs> here's right. the thing I think about being on a team of two. Um, I think part of the part, the reason that we get on the, these shows is that you balance out your partner. So one partner may be stronger at one thing and the other team member balances them out. And I think you saw a little bit of that tonight where Ryan is strong at certain things. Madeline is his cheerleader and being a wife, I get it because the roles will reverse. And then when you have to be the stronger person and your man has to be the cheerleader, that's what happened with me on the road. Wilson was my cheerleader. Well, I gotta, I gotta stop you speaking about your cheerleader. Speaking of your we cheerleader. might have your cheerleader on the line right now. So oh my god! Let's uh, <laughs> let's poke them through. Caller, you're on the line. Is this Wilson? Wilson here. Hey, Wilson. Hey. Captain. What's up? Hey. <laughs> How's it going, Captain? Oh, this fine. Um, I won't be able to talk for longer. I'm about to pull up next to this. Uh, Container ship here in a second. So, so Wilson, uh, did you actually get a chance to watch the show, or have you not seen it yet? Have not. Uh oh, he's working. He's actually captaining a ship at the moment, <laughs> so he's a little preoccupied. Well, Wilson, give us your thoughts on on this episode and of the the obstacle and how you were, quote unquote, your the, a cheerleader for Robin here. Uh, I'm sorry, I, you're completely breaking up. Uh, All right, just talk to us. You know what you say. Sorry. Just talk, Wilson. Just tell us what you're going, what you went through on this episode. I think we're losing him. Uh, Wilson, yeah, can you hear? I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to give a call back. I'm so sorry. I can't hear okay. these diesel engines. Uh, Thanks um, for trying. I about ten minutes. I'll drop my passenger off at the ship, and then I'll try to call you back in. <laughs> okay. and, or uh, I can dial these engines down a bit. Somebody's got to work in this yeah. family. You right? got that right. <laughs> Thanks, babe. All right. Hopefully we'll try right. to get Wilson back again. on the he'll, line. He'll probably call back before we get done. Or he can text you and you can... Yeah, he'll let can, us know. You can be his cheerleader. That's, that's the balance, though, of a, of a good team. I, I will say that being in a marriage as long as we have... You're going to be weak on certain things, and everybody can't do everything in a team. And if we could, I mean, we'd have got a lot farther. But I get it with my Ryan and Madeline. I, I see the differences. I mean, yeah, she didn't get in the water, but she was on the side. And I don't know if she's, you know, I hope she got to put a knife into one of those eels because I would have. <laughs> but I get it. You know, I, I do get that you can't be everything at every part of the journey. That is true. So... We talked about food, and of course, food worked together really well to get enough eel for everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, that seems like the most food you've actually mm -hmm. gotten that's edible. It's not Spaniard root. Yes. No, oh boy. And it's not <laughs> grubs. I mean, that's that's hearty stuff. I yeah, eat I'm that on the daily. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I don't even like sushi, and I'm a little jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eel is amazing barbecue. But food team worked together. The obstacle team... Well, never mind. I mean, kind of worked together. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> Can say, can we just bring that up, please? Okay. Somebody else bring it up, though, because I don't want to be the one. Bring it up. Go for it, Cannon. <laughs> no, I just, I think there were uh, three cheerleaders. Oh, big time. And one person doing the work. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I, 
I would agree with that. Okay. I feel like when they went to the little interviews on the side, I feel like Kyle and Royce did more talking than doing the walk. They talked the talk but didn't walk the walk. And I think they kind of took credit for Ryan's success in finding the food. I don't feel like, you know, Kyle was like, oh, I was in the water with him when clearly there are shots of him standing on the outside just poking at the water. I'm not discrediting <laughs> yeah, his efforts. No. I mean, I'm sure there was something for whatever reason why he couldn't get in that water. But... At the end of the day, I agree. I feel like there's three cheerleaders and Ryan doing. Yeah. All I thought the work. Kyle, I thought they got one though. Well, Ryan got one. Um, I, there is a video actually online of Kyle cutting, cutting it, yeah, and and like getting in there after the fact. So he, de- you know, he, he pitched in. It just it it made it seem like there was a lot more. Um, yeah, because I I totally that. thought that Kyle and Royce got at least one of the eels. I I mean who know I mean who knows know. with editing I, yeah I, just, I don't yeah. Never regardless tell. it was really classy Ryan didn't th- tell like you know throw anyone under the bus no, I, no. they were all there together yeah. right right and none of us were there yeah. to be honest it was just them and they included Lucky in that so they invited Lucky to well I don't know if you invite somebody to help you but they asked <laughs> Lucky to help them go search for eels and again he did have the energy to be able to do that as well as put up a shelter so i give lucky a lot of credit for that so let's talk about the shelter though you have we have two teams on shelter of course lucky just one oh mm-hmm. i could have sworn lucky and Lurie were also on shelter too no, well that's because they made their, their own, own. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of people volunteer Can you themselves explain this to me how is it that if you were shelter how they ended up with two tarps and you guys had one. Explain yep. that, because I do not understand how that was fair whatsoever. Absolutely. So they had two um, tarps because they combined the obstacle team, which was Lucky, Louie, Chris, and Jeff. So that was their two um, tarps. They used those two tarps to make a shelter for four people. Mm. So they were able to make a decent shelter for four people. Well, now this, going back to Bear's comment then, the two, one tarp on the bottom, two on top, that would, to me would have been a hint that you already have two tarps from the obstacle challenge and you have one for the shelter. He kind of was giving you this advice to build the shelter, but it sounds like those two teams that did the obstacle did not care to help with the whole group as a whole. So... The shelter was very, it was, it was a very interesting place for us to be. And I am very happy that Lucky and Louie and Jeff and Chris did their own shelters. Wilson and I were were responsible for the rest of the teams. So our plan was to completely cover everybody on top. We didn't have enough shelter, I mean, enough tarps to do the bottom in our original shelters. Um, May not have been a, the best idea because, but we were using other items to keep people insulated from the ground. It still didn't work. And at the end of the night, people were like, look, we want something on the bottom, something on the top. We deconstructed what we had made and we gave everybody their own individual shelters. I do believe we would have been warmer. There would have been no rain had we had gone with the original idea. And realistically, what Jeff and, and, and Chris and Lucky and Louie used was good for them. They worked on their shelter as long as we did for six or eight people for two for four people. Mm-hmm. So they did do a great shelter for the four of them, but unfortunately Wilson and I were the only two people who worked on shelter. There was mm-hmm. no additional help for, for us. I feel like it's getting to the point now where, you know, last week my mom and I were the only ones on food. And for some reason, just because you're the only team, it means you almost have a target on your back. Yeah. Immediately because everybody's looking at you. Yeah. 
and there's there's no cushion for that well, fall. There's no brainstorming. Yeah. There's no little element there to sort of negotiate mm-hmm. a better idea. Is there something? There's no there's no room. Yeah. So well, it's the, just yeah. you. This is where the flaw is to that system. Then to me is like every journey is different. The mm-hmm. food is different. Every journey, mm-hmm. the shelter, the location you build the shelter is different. Every journey. So yeah, you may be getting all this advice and these suggestions from Bear, but how can you apply it when every different situation is completely very good point. different? Exactly. So it's like, to me, it should be completely critiqued and based on that journey, not because you're not growing from every journey. It's just this was, you had your own obstacles in every journey journey that held you back from successfully completing the task. Yeah. And there was one other piece of the puzzle that wasn't really focused on, on on the episode, but it was a big part of our journey was that that was the first time we were able to keep fire the mm-hmm. entire evening. Had we had known that before building shelter, we would have built the shelter Closer. near the fire. So, you know what? It was a learning lesson for us. We learned that you've got to, I mean, again, the fire wasn't built before we started making the shelters either. So there are all these elements. And when you have different people responsible for them, communication is key. Yep. So I, I get it. You know, I do not understand that you have to communicate. The, the food team went off to do it. But I, re- I recognize that the fire hadn't even been started until the food team got back. And we were already in the thick of building the shelters by then. What I don't agree with is the fact that they went off and built their own shelter when they weren't part of the shelter team. Because it doesn't, it's not fair that it's your job to make a shelter and they're not on the shelter team and they're making their own and it makes you look bad. Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> I mean, I understand. Here's the, no, here's the thing: it had been done the entire time. Okay. It was it was bigger because it was one team that was responsible for shelter and one team that went off and did it. To be honest, Wilson built every single shelter that we slept in, mm-hmm. except for the one at Damp Camp, because Damp Camp the shelter yeah. teams built that for all of us jointly. But our hammock, Wilson built. The first night at, at our first journey, Wilson built our shelter. So Wilson built every single shelter that we um, slept in, and we weren't on shelter team but one other time. So it's, it's, it's the help that you offer, but the difference is we built shelters based on what the shelter team um, what created. They did. Okay. Right. This was a first time that they went off and did their own. No, this wasn't the first time because <laughs> Lucky and Louie had did that before. And they built their own shelter. And honestly, I know you guys built your own shelter. And the shelter that we originally built was similar to what you had mm-hmm. done, which was cover and then layer. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work out that way. So I'm not as I'm not. They took all night to build that one shelter. Mm. Took us all night to build the one shelter as well. But we built it for more people. So I'm I'm okay with it because. That's part of helping with teamwork instead of not doing anything and waiting for someone to ask you. They jump in. But the difference was I know that we tried to communicate what's the idea. I mean, but half of their shelter was trees. It wasn't the tarp at all. Yeah. And Wilson and I weren't going to be able to do that for the the remaining couples that were there without additional hands. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, I got a lot of leaves to to, to layer. It just... They didn't like it. Well, the thing is, is if it's raining, I would want something over me. Period. If, if you if you came up with something, a, another solution, I'd want to be covered because the point is, is to not get wet. Hmm. So you need to cover up. Right. Speaking of, speaking of covering up, uh, let's cover what our <laughs> what our caller on the line has to say about get out of line with <laughs> oh, boy. Uh Caller, are you on the line? Yes. 
<laughs> Color, what's your name and where are you from? I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. And Is your this name? Devin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Devin. Hey, Robin. <laughs> what's up, Devin? What's your question, Devin? I don't have any. The, the question, I just want to join in in regards. I know we're talking about this shelter. Okay. Please. What do you think and, about this um, shelter? Like I think you heard earlier, like Robin and Wilson, you all only got one shelter with no help, and other people had two pieces of shelter. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, we just—I mean, the the difference was that two teams got together and built one shelter, where Wilson and I had to build the shelters for the rest of the teams. So we were limited with our resources, and they were able to combine the resources to build a great shelter for four people where we had to build, I think, for six or eight. So, yeah. Sounds like you're building for six or eight. You need more talk than the four people. Yeah, you got to talk to Bear about that. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> we could have used a lot more of a lot of things right. out there. But <laughs> you know what? The reality is this was the first journey where we had no sleeping bags you had no extra insulation and this was truly about yeah we forgot to talk about that yeah this was the one where i mean he took everything away from us except for tarp so it was more about what people thought and he did say one on the bottom is better than two on the top but it, i don't think this was the situation if you look at what bear showed last week for how to build shelter he said put you know one tarp on the bottom and you lay your sleeping bag so the reality is we did we did what we thought was a great idea at first and then we dismantled what we put together and each person got, you know, a half on the bottom, half on top. And we had a horrible sleep night. But you know what? We still made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what else you got, Devin? Devin, do you have any question more questions before we continue on? No, you can go ahead and continue on. I'll probably call in and harass y'all again. <laughs> All right. I think you should give a shout-out to the bros, Devin, before you go. Uh, uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> what is happening? Thanks, Devin. All right. Thanks for calling. Right. What? <laughs> Moving on. Don't know what to right. <laughs> so, so if, like Devin, you'd like to give us a shout-out in... Uh, more of a literary sense, you can definitely head on over to iTunes and search After Buzz Get Out Alive, and you will find us as the only podcast that's covering this show right now with our amazing hosts, James Ashley Cannon and Mama Donna and Robin in here with us this evening. Definitely give us five stars, leave a rating, and leave a little comment. We like to read them. And definitely head on over to our uh, YouTube page and just look for same thing, After Buzz Get Out Alive. Leave us comments, because it's fun to hear what you guys think. Aaron Caravan's my favorite, i got to say. He comments on every video. He always Comments how much he loves you. Oh, uh, that's why I wanted to give him a shout out. Where's <laughs> my one of those? I want one of those. I want one too. Aaron, make sure you give them shout outs next week. Yeah. James is my best friend, so by default, you have to love me. He's my best friend too. Duh. Duh. And I'm their mamas. Yes. <laughs> So I kind of want to get a little bit of an inside scoop on this episode, because when we see this map where they're talking about, okay, here's here's this little rope that goes across, here is this journey all the way across this mountain, and then food's like half a mile away from that. It was. What happened? Was there anything that we missed on this journey? Because it's so long. It looked like 10 miles. You always miss a lot of things. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) It was... 
we took a long time. When I say we, every single person took a long time. And I noticed that in the episode, they made it seem like Wilson and I took forever to get across. And everybody just went like this, right? <laughs> like they were just Superman. But everybody took a good deal of time to get across. Um, so by the time we got on the other side, there was quite a bit of right behind that mountain. There was a climb and then a descent. Mm-hmm. Um so Wilson started to climb, I mean, the ascent, I started the descent as far as, because the shelter team was leading. It was the first time ever shelter led after obstacle. And I was just shocked, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, we have to lead next. Um, but we got there, and, there was, and then we passed it on to the food team. It was a very long journey, which you'll notice was the first time that fire and food were basically in the dark. And so mm-hmm. we almost set up shelter in the dark as well. No, we did set up shelter in the dark. So this was one of the later journeys where it took a longer period of time. Hmm. And it was raining all day. All day until we got to camp. And then it was... <laughs> the the rain stopped for us to set up shelter, for us to start fire, and for us to eat. And it actually didn't rain again until, I believe, the next evening. I can just imagine the producers with, like, fire hoses, like, okay, we'll shut it off for a little bit right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was rain. <laughs> it was torrential no, rain. Oh no, no! And I hear it gets worse. <laughs> oh man, I can't. I can't even imagine that. I would say the the rope would be kind of like hard, but then doing that walk afterwards when it was very drained, hard. And then there's got to be some animosity towards the other people with the rope thing. With just everyone's probably at wit's end at this point, aren't they? You know, it, it did. There were some periods they didn't show it, but I mean, you still had your harness on, mm-hmm. so. You're going across. You got to think. You've got this this rope that's going down the center of your body. That's very painful. Those tears were tears of pain. This had nothing to do with fear of heights. Robin doesn't have a fear of heights. It, this was about pain. It really hurt to actually slide your body across it. So you've got that pain that's going to be there with you. Then you got these harnesses on, and they're like they're tight, mm-hmm. you know. And and so when you start the the hike. You're moving in these harnesses, so your 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 legs are limited, and you know, being five two, they're very limited as t- to begin with. So it was there was a point where you know I switched off leading from Wilson, and there was a lot of stuff going on. They didn't show any of that, but I think at the end of the day, we got to camp at a decent rate. Um, once I got to the descent, I was trying to move as quickly as possible. I think I fell into a couple of holes, you mm-hmm. know, but you know, it's like, you don't even feel it. You're, you're numb. Um, and I think for the most part, we, we, we did a, as best job as we could. I, I want to go back real quick to the rope because okay. we have the three, you, Madeline and Lucky did not physically make it all the way across the rope. Um, you gave it a really intense effort and tried you went through the pain for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been getting messages from Jeff all day because he really likes to comment on everything. And, um, you know, he was, he felt like he was really in your corner. Um, he really was. And in Madeline's corner and, in, you know, just really there supporting everybody. And he said he's really disappointed that Madeline didn't make it because he felt a connection with her with their accidents. And mm-hmm. the fact that she kind of just got on and got off. Was that what really happened? I mean, did she really give it a fight or did she kind of just... From what I understand, again, I was already on the other side. So I really didn't see it. Um, by the time I looked up, she was hanging. So it... From what, what it looked like. Yeah. And from what happened, the talk that Bear had at Elimination was that she did not give it the, the try, which mm-hmm. is what Bear was looking for. Mm-hmm. He was looking for the effort. 
Um, yes, I give a lot of props to Jeff. Jeff was in my ear like, Robin, don't get off this thing. It's going to look great on TV. Like, he was saying <laughs> everything possible to me to keep me on that rope. I wanted to kick Jeff and just get the heck off of it. When Wilson was like, give it three more tries, I was like, screw you. It hurt. <laughs> it was the most painful thing that I'd ever been through. But I did. I gave it every, like, I think I, you know, I, I pushed across about to me. Let's just put it this way. I was far enough away from Jeff that he could not, he, yeah. he wasn't able to, to help me anymore. You know, when he was telling me what to do to get off, I could barely hear him. Mm. Um, so what I understand of Madeline was that she must have gotten on and said, you know, and it hurt. And I, I, what I understand of Madeline's injuries are that they were sternal. You know, if they're in the center of your body, it probably was even more painful for her. Um, so I, I can't say each person it yeah. hurt, and all I can all I know from watching this episode and being there was that Bear wanted you to try. Yeah. And as long as you tried, I mean, by the time I got to the other side, Bear was like, "You gave it your all." Yeah, you earned his respect for sure. I'm happy of that, and I'm so happy Wilson made it through. And he's trying to call. He said it twice. <laughs> he can't through, get through. Well, so. maybe, maybe we'll be able to get to him. From a production standpoint on this episode, though, we've we've been talking a little bit throughout our after shows about how some of the like the story in this show, like the editing, it really doesn't convey really a clear story for each episode, and especially this one. I mean, I'm just looking at the title of the show. And it's the, the show is titled Don't Look Down. Mm-hmm. So you really feel like they're going to stress the height. Like, this is... You're on a rope yeah. above a canyon. Like, this is really, like, serious. But at the same time, like, one of the only people I can think of is you talking about how you never want to skydive. You never want to jump out of a plane. Like, this would be the episode where you would have that dramatic thing. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of heights. They didn't touch on that at well, all. Well, and Louie and Madeline's two of their, their biggest fear is heights. Right. Yeah. Neither of them made an issue of the height situation, or at least in the episode. At all. Which was strange. It just, it seems like... It does. It is a new show, mm-hmm. and it seems like they're still kind of coming into it. But I really think that they need to like focus on these stories because, especially with like um, the background story, we saw an article about um, I don't know, Cannon and uh, what's his name, Jeff. 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 Yeah. We. I mean, we saw that. We saw that article online, and they're like, we start, We see certain things. They're like, oh, that would have been a great little thing to show in the episode. That would have been a great little thing to show in the episode. Yeah. But- I, I will say that. I'll just say this quick and then you can go. I feel like they make us look like heroes online. If you go online on NBC.com, there is so much um, like content that does not make the episode that I really hope that people watch. Mm-hmm. Um, all of Bear's takes, all of Bear's survival reports from mm-hmm. the week. He, you know, last week, ours, I mean, people are blowing me up on Twitter talking crap and being really mean about things. And Bear is completely like, you know, my biggest cheerleader. And it's just so polarizing that you have to realize, okay, what's going on here? Where is the real story? And I think, unfortunately, it's a blend of what's happening online and what's Mm -hmm. actually happening in the episode. Neither is completely accurate. (laughs) It's like a a blend. And so I hope that people are watching that because in the the actual episodes, I feel like they show the the struggle, the complaints, the um, just how much more difficult of a time you're having. Whereas online, they make it seem like you know, everybody's happy or there's something really interesting going on that for some reason doesn't make the cut. So the fluff gets on the computer. Well, yeah. but it's real. I mean, it it's real, real stuff. I mean, it's it's stuff that I guess they don't have time to squeeze into an hour. Right. Um, and they have to get the most dramatic moments mm-hmm. in that one hour. 
Um, and so I hope that everybody's watching online because they really do show everyone as heroes online and it sometimes doesn't come across on the actual episode. Speaking of heroes, we might have Wilson on the line again. <laughs> Sorry, that was I'm loving these segues. <laughs> yeah, let's try this again. Hi, everybody. Hey, Wilson. Hey. <laughs> hey, Wilson. Can you hear, Wilson? Hi, I'm here. I, I can hear much better now. All right, you got you to gotta talk. This is your time. To, this is your to... time to shine, Captain. Tell us what's going on. Well, I'm not a man of many words, so <laughs> where should I start? Well, you haven't... I think that lovely lady over there has already done enough speaking on my behalf. Thank well, you, honey. Well, you, you haven't you haven't gotten a chance to see the episode yet, but tell us from your perspective what um, what's something that happened that stood out to you that that maybe we didn't even see. That I did, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the very last part of what you said. Just what's something? Some, that, yeah, what's something that struck you in this episode in this journey that you know you made it across that rope like a champ, and you were Robin's biggest cheerleader. Tell me about that experience on the rope. Um. For me, I mean, it's nothing surprising. We're always very supportive of each other, and, I mean, above and beyond all else, I mean, success or failure or anything in between, we're always supporting each other through it. So that, to me, wasn't shocking or anything different than we do in our uh, regular lives. So, sorry. Wilson, talk about the shelters real quick, because that's what we had a, a good little conversation here about. Um, what was I your mean, take I, on building I mean, the shelter? I don't, I'm not sure what, how it was shown on the. Just talk about just talk about your experience in building it and what it ended up being. Oh uh, well, when we started off, um, and I I pretty much built uh, every time we uh, had to set up camp. If I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I uh, if I am mistaken, Robin. But we built our own uh, shelters for every uh, camp every yep. night. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, just except for damp camp. That was the only one when we were on fire. And I, I yep, you're absolutely right. Okay. And um, so that night, I mean, uh, there was a downed tree just uh inside the forest line and I think like that like I had done the first night I did sort of a kind of a lean to but more of a TP style where it was both uh there were tarps. We had a limited number of tarps and uh, I can't remember exactly how many we had, but basically we draped tarps at an angle uh, originally we draped tarps at an angle on either side of the tree and also use the tree as cover and support for uh, the tent. And what we did was take some brush and leaves, again, for the original design and put inside the tent. Um, but then somewhere along the way, and I'm not sure where or how or where the decision came from, but um, I mean, basically we had to disassembled the tent that we had spent all the time making and making sure that we had adequate coverage of both of both over our heads and uh, insulating us from the ground. Right. Uh, so what we ended up with was uh, 
basically one side is tents draped off of drapes from one side of the tree. Right. Uh, with nothing open. Uh, Jim and Austin uh, took their tarp and stayed alongside the fire to keep it going at night. And that's pretty much what we ended up with, but it was a far cry from what it started, uh, we started with. with. Well, yeah. What I find interesting is, honestly, when you watch, if you watch Bears Man vs. Wild when he goes to New Zealand, I actually think it's the North Island that this one is on. Mm-hmm. Um, but he builds... Basically, kind of what you did. He didn't have a tarp, but he there was a lean-to tree. He was in the rainforest, and he, there was a lean-to tree, and he like padded some some semi-dry leaves on the bottom and used the tree as the cover. Um, now I don't know if maybe you'd put tarps on the bottom and use just the tree instead, if that would. But you did have the what right idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm aye, aye, Captain. Here. No, in, 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 you're absolutely right. I mean, like you said, each journey was going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for us, the, the, the disassemble of what we had started to build be- came because the team wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. They, they said, we want something on the bottom, and that's what we gave them. Um, and so I feel good, honestly, guys, going home saying... All the effort that we put, we didn't go home because we were slow. We didn't go home because of anything other than the shelters were not um, what people wanted. Yeah. Could have not been even so that they were to standard. Because I promise you, he took the bear took away sleeping bags on this journey. I hate to see what he's going to take on the next yeah. one. <laughs> I want to ask you something about um, what Bear said to you when you guys left. Um, he had mentioned that you had a lot of faith. And I think throughout the I think throughout the whole show it was evident that you are you know you have a lot of faith. How did that affect your journey, Wilson? You want to comment on faith while you're still here? Oh, I'm sorry. I I had dropped the call. I was on the. I dropped the call and it just resumed. That's okay. So we're we're talking about faith. Talking about faith. How did your faith affect your journey, Wilson? How did my face? Your face. <laughs> Not your face. <laughs> How did your face affect the journey? It affected my journey. Your belief in a higher <laughs> being. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. 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 Help you. Not your faith. Or faith in yourself. Whatever. Faith. <laughs> I was about to say space. I mean, as we were in the forest. Your face was getting face. skinny, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you still look good. Okay. Um... Uh, well, you know, I, I think that with all the uh, adversity and challenges that we've faced um, and being able to still stay true to who we are, and that's, you know, not complaining, that's not uh, talking about other people's performance and strictly focusing on ours, it was certainly safe that uh, kept us focused and on task for what we were able to accomplish and what we had in front of us. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's that's pretty much what I feel about it. It's it's certainly uh, facing the, the adversity and not letting it get get the best of us. And, and I mean, that's only possible through faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's the book right there, right? All right. So Wilson, I'm going to finish up with these guys. Go ahead and, and get back to those <laughs> those guys down there. Tell them I said hi. 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 Hi.
Say what? <laughs> she said, go you. away. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Wilson. Yeah, thanks. I'm just motoring along here slowly. That's okay. Hey, we appreciate you calling in, Thank Wilson. You. We've enjoyed your journey, and sad to see that it was over for you guys, but... Uh, we got to see you the next morning for breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Don and Cannon did. And Devin represented, so don't worry. With me. I don't know if Donna can hear me. Tell her I said hi, and I'm uh, anxiously awaiting a good pot of gumbo or something. She's you listening. got it. I'm We're going to have family, family meal night. I have missed you, Wilson, and I have thought about you so many times. It's good to hear you. And I, you looked great on this last episode, I have to say. Just strong, and, and I, I was just really proud of you. Thank you for repping the Louisiana <laughs> home style. Oh, you are such a wonderful sweetheart. Thank you, darling. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good night, Wilson. Thank you. Have fun, and I'll uh, talk to you guys soon. I'll see you later, honey. Bye, Wilson. Bye. I like that, and I'll see you later. So, getting back to the episode, (laughs) we have to we have to wrap this up pretty soon. We're running out a little bit of time, but um, the last thing we have to cover is the Survivor Challenge. Mm. So Uh. this thing looked like a bitch and a half, (laughs) right? Except to be fair, it shouldn't have been because Lucky was setting up rabbit snares. All over base camp every single day, so this shouldn't have been a big deal for them. Tandon, interesting that you said that because <laughs> Bear said that, mm. and it was interesting. Um, I had never built a snare before, mm-hmm. um, so I was the person that was giving the instruction on you do this, do this, do this, and it was making sense. But that it, it, there was one critical piece. If you didn't have that critical piece, you were not going to catch um, the. Wouldn't Whatever. snap. It wouldn't snap exactly. Um, so that was surprising that they didn't do good on that or the slingshot. Mm. Mm. So I was uh, I was surprised at that. But in you know, well, but do you, do you think it has to do with communication? Because the the catch mm. to this the catch to this challenge was that not only you couldn't work together, right? One person had to be communicating from afar, like literally a couple feet in between you two, what to actually do, what materials to get. They couldn't even help you get. The, the real materials you needed. Yeah. There were three major components. Communication was key. Your memory. Mm. Like, what you saw to be able to communicate that back. So, if you, like, if you notice, a couple of us went back to look at what it looked like, which was on the other side where they couldn't see because, you know, there's steps. So, if you don't remember what the steps were and things like that, you have to go back. And then the third was, you know, execution, which was your partner. Um and if Wilson was on, I mean, Wilson said you communicated brilliantly. Like, you were fine with your communication. And we, I mean, yeah, you, you saw he broke the stick. But breaking the stick no. is not has anything to do with communication. It just no. means the stick broke, yeah. you know? Get a different stick. <laughs> Get a different stick. Um, so I, that one was good. And I really was happy for Callan Royce because I know that they were getting into the, the downs about mm. winning a feast pit of not having the energy to do it because they were helping. So mm. I'm very happy that they won. Yeah. But you did call out an interesting um, an interesting perspective that I think we'll, we'll see down the lines of what people really have of what they supposedly come to the, to the game with. And speaking of one, I do have to say something, like for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. Um, I, a couple of episodes back, I... I, I, I I have to, well, I guess I probably don't have to say this, but I feel, I feel I need to say this. And it's partly because is Jeff watching? <laughs> yes, he's definitely Jeff watching. Jeff is watching. And hey, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff mentioned this last week. So I was like, darn, I'm going to have to say it now that I'm going to be on there. Um, two things about, um, 
integrity and honesty because the one thing that my husband has is complete integrity and honesty. I, I couldn't be with him for almost 10 years. We've been together 16. So that is, is, is a huge thing. I can't explain to you guys why we didn't do better on the swimming challenge. We can swim. Had anybody gotten to know us to know, we met at a pool party, swimming. Wilson threw me in the pool the first day that we met, and he did not save me. So I, I will say that <laughs> swimming is not something that we're not accustomed to doing. We just did not show up for that. If we had gone home for that, I completely would have understood. We didn't show up for it. But I do have to address the fact that he did not lie about his that skill set because it's a huge impo- – what Bear actually said <laughs> – at that first night was he was afraid of water. Mm-hmm. And that's where he went completely like, whoa, no, I'm not afraid of water. People who work on water are not afraid of water. So I have to say that in, in defense and just in integrity just to say because I know a lot of people think in general there are certain people who can't swim. He is the stronger swimmer of the two of us. We did not show up at that at that event. So I do have to say that. Yeah. And the whole thing about the duck and what we ate and stuff, I just want to say as far as that man has a lot of honesty and integrity and he's not going to say anything. This is, as you see, this is all about me. It's not about him. He could care less. So he has no reason to cover up or or, or lie about anything. But I do have to say that in defense of a man. (laughs) All right. You're an angel. Oh, I got two great angels up there. That's, that's the reason I was able to do this. My mom and dad are right with us this entire time. So, Mm. Now let's get to the rest of this and <laughs> predictions and whatever. <laughs> you know, you already know. Eliminations, predictions. We got this stuff on lockdown. All right. <laughs> I mean, did you guys have anything else to say about the survival challenge except that it was like really looked really difficult and yeah, I'm surprised I mean, Austin didn't this win. Is, this is the second week in a row, Chris and Jeff. Um, just got so are close. like this close. Yeah, um, and and he's not happy about that either. I mean, they apparently they were done and just wouldn't. It wouldn't quite catch or it wouldn't hold something. They're missing one oh. integral part that they couldn't even let go or else it would just kind of flop over, even though they built it correctly and something was missing. So they're, they're frustrated about it. But, I mean, Kyle and Royce hammered it out. Um, I don't know what went down, really. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, I will say being there, it was, it was close. I saw when, when Kyle and Royce is attached and it was quick and it was like, wow, it's over. It was, and it, it really happened that quickly. Yeah. But I mean, Chris and Jeff are pulling it out. I've got to say real quickly too, because I'm I'm here that Chris and Jeff were so helpful. Ryan, Cal, and Royce were amazingly helpful to Wilson and I, and I do thank them yeah. immensely. And I'm so glad that they're still going on. Mm-hmm. And honestly, whoever wins deserves every dime that they get. I agree. So. That's true. That is true. I agree. You can buy a whole lot of wasp larva with that. <laughs> Ooh, how is the wasp larva? You know, it was weird. It was like kind of nutty sweet. Oh. oh. Mm. Wilson and I made a soup with it the next morning with eel mm. skin. Yum. Um, it was a great BG, Delightful. It was a BG breakfast. Mm-hmm. It was a true BG breakfast. But, you know, um, the larva was, it's, Wilson loved it. He was like, down in it and I was like it's okay <laughs> but it, it had like a weird aftertaste but mm. the kind of nutty I mean here's my thing everything that we ate as long as you cooked it yeah better. fine everybody's reactions was funny like Austin was like it tastes Dijon like Dijon mustard, mustard. I hate Dijon I hate mustard, mustard. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeff's like 
Mm, in- interesting. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. It was it was strange, but at least not so disgusting. So do we have anything more on this episode before we move into predictions? Um, well, we have to address the fact that this week, uh, Royce and Kyle got to bring someone else to the feast pit. Oh, yeah. And in... I, I mean, I get, I get where they were coming from. I think if I'd been Ryan and Madeline, I may have been a little more offended because Ryan and Madeline worked with Kyle and Rice on the food team I to get I... all the food. Yeah, they worked so hard to get food, and then they're not even going to get rewarded for that effort, that teamwork. So I understand why they chose Lucky and Louie because they hadn't been to a feast pit yet. But if you're in this for a competition, from a competition standpoint, and somebody worked with you directly that like helped you advance, I don't know. I, I almost, I almost walked out. I know you did. <laughs> I was like, they better not give it to Lucky and Louie. And you guys were like, sure ah, sorry. However, I feel like if I were Ryan and Madeline, I would be understanding. Like, well, they haven't gone in yet. Okay. And they were. Yeah. They said that. Well, yeah. Exactly. I was. when As soon as they made the, the, the choice, I was like, well, they hadn't been. And yeah. it was the politically correct thing to do. I yes. agree. But from a competition in. standpoint, that's how you weed out people. Well, I think this will be. This is what's going to be interesting. Is what happens now that exactly. we're gone. Now that the weak link, yeah. who you know, weak is is perspective because this up here got it all going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but now that everybody who was holding people back is gone. It's going to be interesting how the alliance has happened. And you can say whatever you want that this show is not about that. It's going to totally be about that. Well, it has to be at a certain point because yep. there's no there's no reason to send anybody home if everybody's amazing and doing something right. I'm right. scared. It's going to get intense. <laughs> I am. Because you're right. You guys are the ones that are positive And, like, in YouTube, I mean, like, you guys... The last two weeks is just too much for me. I don't even know what I no, am. But the last, this, this episode and the last episode, it's like those, like the the coaches and the cheerleaders. Yeah. Now they're gone. The people you want to root for, yeah, the underdog exactly. that people yeah. can relate to. That is a big thing for me when I watch reality shows. Is that you want to root for the underdog, people that are positive, that are relatable. You know, that's just I totally agree with you, Ashley. Yeah. I'm so I, glad that there are people like you out there. <laughs> no, I mean it's Bless just not going to be it's not going to be easy to send anybody home at this point. No, no, no bear, that's why bear, bear is bear, right? Right. He's going to have a tough decision beyond now that, like you said, you know, the weak, the the whiny, everything that that is gone. Now it's about again. We we had um, sleeping bags taken on this episode. I imagine that they're going to take something else away. I mean, these guys may not have anything in the next two episodes. So it's going to be about teamwork. It's going to truly be about what skill set. It's not ever going to be about speed or or agility at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm happy that, again, I'm totally happy we were eliminated for crappy shelters. (laughs) Well, speaking about what we think is going to happen next, let's move into predictions. Let's wrap this baby up nice and tight. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. All right. So, what do you think is going to happen, Mama Donna? Oh, I'm nervous to see. Um, I don't know. I still believe in the the knowledge that maybe Austin's got. I mean, he just can pull from his own experiences. I don't know. I I, I kind of think maybe he's going to do okay. Okay. What about uh, Miss Robin over there? You know, from the beginning, I thought Austin and 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 Jim were going to win. Um, so if we're talking about who's going to win. I think they they have a great chance. Um, I think I'm more interested in who's going home next week. Oh, okay. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I I think Austin and Jim came with a lot of qualities and abilities to be able to get through this. But I would love, and I'm saying this for real, I want to see a woman take it home. I want to see one of the women partners. So that's Ryan and Madeline for me. All right, Ashley. But you guys have to actually just predict who you think is going home next week, too. Oh, yeah. And who you think is going to win. Okay. Oh, yeah, you guys That's what you really can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can never decide who I think is going to go home. <laughs> now, we're already home, so you can't choose that. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but definitely, I am just... R- can I root for somebody? I'm rooting for Chris and Jeff. They're my boys. Love them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I guess you can't. I mean, yeah, I was Team Orange last week. I'm still Team Orange. I think those guys are great. Um, but I'm, I'm a little torn with Jim, Jim and Austin, too. Um, I think they just pull it out every time. I mean, Jim is right there with everybody, um, does everything. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Lucky, you didn't go across the rope. Jim did it like a rock star. So, um, yeah, I'm split Team Orange and, uh, and uh, Austin and Jim. Uh, based on editing and story, I, uh, um, I'm going to go with Ryan and Madeline or Lucky and Louie going home next week. And I think Jim and Austin still have it in the back to win. Mm. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Madeline and them going home. They're mm. going home next week. I'm mm. going with Chris and Jeff to win it for the whole thing. And I'm going <laughs> with... Uh, they just like the cute ones. It's just because Jeff, Jeff tweeted both of us earlier and said lovely, to called us lovely. So. I mean, he's playing uh, the game. And... I also think that in the in the next few things we're going to see the groups split up and working together amongst different partners or okay. some animosity between friends. Ooh. 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 That's next week. Tune in, guys. Thanks for watching AfterBuzz. Where can we find you, Candon? You guys can tweet me at Candon Bliss. <laughs> Ashley. Ashley Michelle at the AM Broadcast. Uh, and at uh, James Wallington. And you can find me on Capture on the CW at 9 o'clock on Woo-hoo! Tuesdays. Yay! <laughs> Lime team. Lime, yes. Lime team. team. Mama Donna. At Mama Donna, uh, Mama Donna OMG. And of course, Robin. I'm Robin Dion. And you can find me at Stephen Lemieux and here at AfterBuzz TV, usually in the booth. Uh, definitely tweet at us. Thanks for joining us this evening. Thank you again for joining us this evening, Yay. Robin. Thank you so thank you much. Robin. And thank you, Captain Wilson, for calling in. We will see you guys next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 